Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Boy, a lot to get to. Uh, I almost feel like we need an opening act to sort of ease yeah. us into the show. Who would yeah, you pick? Do. James Taylor, anybody? Yeah. James Taylor, what? Yeah, we found this out yesterday before the big hoot nanny with Biden celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm-hmm. Who better to open that than James Taylor with a depressing song? Yeah, yeah what a weird thing. A song about suicide and drug abuse. Wow. While they're celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act on the same day that inflation's out of control and stocks were taken to dump. But somehow the perfect song. Yeah. Okay. Let's listen together, shall we? I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Hmm. I've seen sunny days that thought they never end. Okay, I figured I just clicked. Okay. All right. Because it made sense to no one, right? We read that over and over. Well, as Scott said, maybe it makes perfect sense. Well, uh, the song is about suicide, right? Mm-hmm. And drug abuse. Drug abuse is up in our country, and so is suicides. So yeah. it does sort of fit together. It's a I reflection. Guess so. Yeah, it's a loving Biden presidency. It's looking in the mirror, James okay. Taylor. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, Good opener. It, it was just so weird to have that, you know, Inflation Reduction Act ceremony going on at the exact same moment. We're all seeing it confirmed in the data that, you know, food prices have skyrocketed at a rate we haven't seen since the 1970s. Energy costs are through the roof. Everybody apparently thought that, oh, because the cost of gasoline went down, everything else would go down, too. And it didn't. It doesn't work that way. I don't know why the so-called experts are insistent that it does always work that way. But anyway... Uh, I, 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 you know, part of it was visual because the networks that were carrying the speech live, this hoot nanny at the White House live, they also had the stock ticker, and it just shows everything falling, falling, falling. <laughs> With the so, party going on. So I thought we don't have because we're on the radio. We we don't have the benefit of any sort of visual, right? So I thought, okay, what what what's a good way to sort of. Uh, demonstrate how weird that was, how dissonant that was. And I thought, well, I'll use James Taylor and uh, do my own little remix of this. Oh, wow. Okay. Roll it. So I thank the Republicans who stood up. Okay, you're listening there to President Biden at the White House. He's celebrating the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. He says that he's been fighting Big Pharma for decades. Um, But there is this unfortunate split screen right now with the Dow taking a total beating down more than 1,200 points. And so it feels like uh, it's hard to be celebratory for some people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was Frowny Frownerson, too. Yeah, that was CNN's Allison Camerata, who also had to just bail out of this. But here's the mashup here. Okay. All right. I've Go seen fire and I've seen Stocks tanking because inflation is accelerating. <laughs> the worst day for stocks since June of 2020. 
Inflation is hammering Americans from just about every angle. I always thought I'd see you again. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's well done, David. Yeah, nice job. You got to keep your sense of humor with all this. He should have done your smiling face. Turn that frown upside down, everybody. (laughs) Golly, man. Um, So I noticed, at least on the Today Show coverage today, talking about the report we got yesterday. Inflation, you know, still strangling a lot of people. Um, They didn't mention the celebration at all. No. Well, why? See, I mean, this is why, as we were talking about it a little bit yesterday, how bizarre it is to throw this celebration at a time when you've just had confirmation right in front of you that millions of Americans are suffering. Uh, you would think, okay, the event planner in the White House is fired, right? Because this, this is just absurd. You would have known a long time ago that report was coming out yesterday. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. you either miscalculated or you're so tone deaf... And you really know the Inflation Reduction Act was never about reducing inflation. Well, in all fairness, this White House is surprised by everything. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, it's president bystander. But it was so much about green initiatives and pet projects from the Democrats that that's what they were really celebrating. Right. Because they're all going to make a pile of money off of this. Sure. But, But you don't actually have to even think they're just tone deaf. You can also note accurately that they just don't have to care all that much about optics because news networks are going to carry water for them. True. I mean, they know, look, why, why would you bother worrying about the optics of all of this when you know that that's not going to make the open of the Today Show? Yes. No one holds you accountable. I mean, you think about how we left Afghanistan and to know no one lost their job over that. I think it's pretty much impossible to lose your job. In this administration, no matter how bad you do, and you always have people to cover for you, because actually you're doing the job you're supposed to do, which is tear apart the country. So did we get some tips today from the Today Show? No, we did not. No, we we didn't. Well, yeah, because inflation's out of control, especially with food costs, which have gone up the fastest since the 1970s. But never fear, because the Today Show is here with some tips to help you save money. All right. Thanks. Aaron Chase shares tips on how to create budget-saving meals online. Hey, 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 Scott, before you just start rolling your eyes, okay, getting all cynical, maybe there's some helpful tips. Budget-saving tips online. Having that rice and bean option is going to be really budget-friendly for you. The $5 dinner's mom saying it's key to be creative with what's already in your pantry. Research what's on sale and make a shopping list before heading to the grocery store. Got that, Scott? Okay, go ahead. And there's room for savings outside of food, too. You want to think about stretching your household supplies the furthest. Maybe that's cutting dryer sheets in half or even looking for cleaner concentrates and then relying on your own refillable bottles. That will help shorten your grocery list and, therefore, your bill. I mean, all good tips. Uh, all good tips. <laughs> so you think, you think about this. This is where we are in America right now, less than yeah. two years into this administration. It is worse than I thought it would be, honestly. I, I mean that. It is. Uh, and now we're getting tips from the Today Show, all the smiling faces out there saying, just eat rice and beans, dilute your dish soap, and cut dryer sheets in half to save money at the grocery store. And while you're at it, buy an electric car. Yeah. How about Always. churning your own butter? Was that right. anywhere in there? 
Or well, hanging clothes on the clothesline again, stringing up clotheslines in the back? Yeah. Well, there is another practice I think that you've done actually for a while, or at least you used to. What's that? Use the K-cups for coffee twice. Yeah, I have, yeah. Do you notice that second cup is fairly weak? <laughs> Dude, Look, I don't do it every day, but sometimes when it's towards the end of the month, I don't want to go out and buy more. I'll just go ahead and run it through twice. Yeah, no, it is actually cheaper to just buy the reusable K cups and fill it with your own. No, nah, that's no, it's not. It, I mean, it is cheaper. It is but cheaper. You know what happens? The grounds get in your cup, and it's just it's nasty, and I don't like it. Or I mean, you could just buy a real coffee maker. I wouldn't do. Don't want to do that either. That's too too much work hmm. to fill the damn thing. Okay. All right. Uh. I happen to see this. You know what? I'm just going to switch gears. It's midweek. I noticed some crabbiness on the show with some of the news that we're getting right now. Okay? Um, so I just happened to see this story out of the New York Post. Um, and people are upset about it, especially when it was their relatives at this nursing home. But a nursing home hired strippers for seniors in wheelchairs. Well, well there you go. And they've said, that we're very sorry. It's a state-run facility for retired Army personnel in Taiwan. And so they paid the stripper for uh, the Mid-Autumn Festival, which is an important holiday mm -hmm. in Chinese culture. Okay, so then video of this performance um, makes its way you know, online, and people are very upset. Okay? And just a few pictures to show you guys, because it's not nudity, just to tell you that. Um, but, okay, if I show you this picture here just to describe what you're seeing, because yeah. if, if in your mind it's your typical nursing home with people <laughs> in wheelchairs. Yeah. I can't And, and then a, a stripper who still has, you know, something covering her top, and I don't know if that's a G-string or what, um, if you can make that out. I don't think they told the old guys not to get handsy. No, because one of, one of them's, uh, well, he's... He is definitely shopping at the milk aisle. Okay, I'm just saying that he's he's, he's he's testing the produce for ripeness. Yes, yeah, he, he is. Yeah. Palming it like a basketball. Yeah, he is. But the thing is, it almost—I don't know how to say this. I know it's a captioned photo, but it looks encouraged because it's not like someone's trying to get away from the old dude. It, there's well, laughter going uh, on. I mean, honestly, that's probably the nicest gig that she's had in a while. Taiwanese Holy stripper. And for like five minutes, they've had the best day in months. Right. <laughs> Gosh. I got nothing. I got. I got nothing to say about that. I, that's not a problem. Not for me. Okay. Yeah, I saw different people that were outraged, and I was thinking to myself, "Hey, okay, that's your relative, and you know." you don't like that can we focus on keeping the groomers out of the yeah. schools like can we all agree on that and have that be the focus because that would be a really good thing I, I'd, I'd say this went over much much better than a drag queen story hour would uh, oh at, yeah. at the nursing home right yeah yes. yeah give that Bunch one a try. Old vets yeah yeah see how that goes yeah. <laughs> wow okay much more to get to um oh, the latest on the mayor of dc about Myers' bus there and an NBA player using a gay slur. Uh-oh. Get to that as well straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
Okay, the mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, yeah. been frustrated lately. Yeah, she has been. Uh, Washington, D.C. has just gotten under, uh, or they have gotten just under 10,000 migrants sent by the governors of Texas and Arizona since April. 10,000 since April. That is a drop in the bucket, man. Come on. That's nothing. Um, and they're panicked because they don't know what to do with the influx. No idea. Which is weird, because I thought they knew how to handle all of this stuff. That's they're, the way they had talked about before. They're a welcoming city. They're a sanctuary city. Right. Yeah. They're self-proclaimed. Come, come one, come all to our city. We accept you. Mm-hmm. Those racists in Texas and Arizona can go pound sand. We accept you. Not wow. ever thinking you'd actually have to deal with it. So, Not only that, but we'll try to get the funds together for you right. to fight the courts. Heck yes. Yeah. Yes. So the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, did an interview with CNBC talking about the new whatever Office of Migrant Services. It's, it, this is a $10 million slush fund that they're setting Gosh, up geez. to handle a temporary problem, but they'll set up a permanent office in order to launder money through it, probably, because that's how government programs work. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of actually lobbying the Biden administration to do something about the border crisis, instead they're they're seeing the opportunity to set up a you know nice little money laundering scam. Uh, but anyway, she did an interview with CNBC and she says, "Hey, we're just not equipped to handle these migrants like towns like Del Rio are. It's crazy." Okay. We don't know like what the the end is. We don't have the power to change a failed immigration system in the United States. Welcome to the party. Yeah, right. No Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, so what we have to focus on is how we serve DC residents. We are not a border town. Um, so we would have no um, infrastructure in place. Whoa, you talk big. We're- uh, we're just the nation's capital. We don't have the resources like Eagle Pass, Texas. What a joke. It is a joke. We could all say lack of self-awareness. Doesn't even need to be said. It's so obvious. Well, the broken immigration system is broken for the guy you campaigned for. Unreal. The guy you wanted to be president. The guy you refused to criticize. There, man, there man. you go. Uh, other news out there. You brought this up off air, Scott. The owner of the Phoenix Suns, oh boy, Robert Sarver, suspended yeah. for one season, fined ten million dollars. Nobody ever said what he said exactly. The N word. I, but I know. But in what context and how was it done? I don't know. It's never good to say it. It's not. It's not. You shouldn't. Period. But the story I read was he was talking about Draymond Green of these, not San Francisco Warriors, Golden State Warriors, and that Draymond will use that word. Running up oh. and down the court, and he says, and he actually said the word. Was he quoting Draymond Green then? Was that it? Yes. Okay. As I understand it, from the investigation, they found five times that this guy had used the N-word. And it was never in a derogatory way. It was quoting someone else. Mm-hmm. That was according to the story. We got fined $10 million bucks, didn't he? Yes. Well, the league also found that he discriminated against women and made inappropriate comments about their appearance. Oh, well. And engaged in inappropriate conduct toward male employees. He's going to have to sell it. He's just gone for a year. They'll, I don't know that he'll have to sell there'll it. There'll be not. some pressure applied he'll, to him to sell it. He'll uh, he'll spend the next year, quote, doing the work, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I think so. He said, I would like to apologize for my words and actions that offended our employees. I take full responsibility for what I have done. 
I am sorry for causing this pain. And these errors in judgment are not consistent with my personal philosophy or my values. Sounds pretty stock, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, he should know better than to take personal responsibility, though. You don't do that today. <laughs> Blame somebody else. So it is that situation where you can't say the word. Right. Even if you're quoting someone else. Apparently not. And I read three different versions of this story. Um, you know, there's a lot of liberal reporters in sports. One said, um, you just don't do that. And all white people should know this. You just don't ever say that, even if you're quoting someone else. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can say it all day. A lot of people are going to think that's absolute nonsense, but they also don't even want to talk to you about it. It's the, just ridiculous. When's the hammer going to fall on Quentin Tarantino then? Well, he's tried to do the work that guy, in, in the last few I mean, years. That guy, that guy said the N-word multiple times in front of Samuel L. Jackson. It's on film. Well, yes, of course. I don't know if that's a new rule. You can't do it. Is it is it okay if you're doing it actually in a movie? I I don't know. I don't know either. But, you know, it's weird because at the same time, you know, you have this going on, right? Um, there was another story with the NBA, and I don't know if you saw anything about this. It was Anthony Edwards uh, from the Minnesota Timberwolves. He has apologized for a gay slur. Now, this he actually put out on Instagram. And it appears to be filmed Saturday night, early Sunday morning. He's got a female in the car. And it's this video of shirtless guys, and they're embracing each other. And, well, what he said was quite offensive to a whole lot of people. I think this is edited. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, you got to risk it for the biscuit. Just play it. Yeah. Look at these queer ass <laughs> yeah. Oh, he said boy. that inward there. Yeah. But also said queer yeah. and. Uh. He's apologized. I, I'm confused, though, because there's a Q at the end of LGBTQ. So we're not yes. supposed to. Again. The rules are insane. Honestly. Well, yeah. But he's apologized and doing the work. Okay. News update next. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer in the Alice Cooper t-shirt, Scott Robbins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, President Biden uh, apparently got shredded yesterday by Neil Cavuto. Yeah, well, because he had this ceremony at the White House yesterday to brag about inflation, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't reduce inflation. And it was on the same day we got the numbers that show inflation is still running red hot. Food prices have gone up at the fastest rate since the 70s. And as the president was speaking, uh, the Dow was taking a dump. Yes, it was. So uh, and so anyway, Fox News was carrying the address live. But then Neil Cavuto said, no, 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 screw this. We're breaking away from it, and he buried Joe Biden. All right, let's enjoy this. Pharma blocked Medicare from negotiating lower drug practices. Prices. 
All right, I do not want to be a party crasher, but we interrupt this celebration for a hard, cold dose of reality. Stocks tanking because inflation is accelerating. The very inflation that the president said he's made great progress addressing, heralding his Inflation Reduction Act as the boom for the economy that we didn't see in a key number out earlier today. Welcome, everybody. I'm Neil Cavuto. And Fox on top of a sell-off, the likes of which we've not seen in quite some time. Yeah. Neil Cavuto, not loved by everybody, that's for sure. No. 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 I don't know if he scores points there or not. But it was, you know, well, nice I mean, to but hear. But you almost have to. It's so obvious what's happening. Right. I mean, you're watching it happen in real time. Yeah, we were doing that together yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this guy's talking about how great the economy's rebounded and coming back, and it's coming back better and stronger. You're watching the whole thing just tank in front of you. It's like somebody's lying. And I don't think it's them on the right with the red big letters there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's interesting. We've talked about this before. You know, it's never a good day when you see the market crash like that. And then you think about your own savings and a 401k and things like that. And I always tend to think I'm so far away from it that I'm not going to get too excited about it today. Okay. Scott, you live and die by this thing every day. And there are different people that are, get concerned about your health after your heart attacks in 2015. Oh, jeez. Uh, do you see the market? Well, I don't have a million dollars in it, but I've got no, a decent I, amount of money in it. But you said you're not going to retire anytime I don't. Soon. I don't plan it's, on it. It's going to be okay. But sometimes you don't get to pick that. I understand. They just open the door and out you go into the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> You know, that brings us to another topic. I happen to see this story, and there's a question involved at the end, especially for you, Scott. It has to do with our relationship. But more on that in a second. Maybe you saw the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky. She can be a nervous wreck at times, you know. She has admitted that the agency gave false information on COVID-19 vaccine safety monitoring. You heard, have you heard about this? I have not heard about this. No. Well, I don't think national media is going to talk about it too much. So the Epic Times had, you know, requested some information from the CDC. And she said in a letter that was made public yesterday that the CDC did not analyze certain types of adverse events reports in all of 2021, despite the CDC previously saying that it started in February 2021. So in her statement, Walensky said, CDC performed PRR, which is Proportional Reporting Ratio Reports, analysis between March 25th, 2022 and July 31st, 2022. CDC also recently addressed a previous statement made to the Epic Times to clarify PRR were not run between February 26, 2021 to September 30th, 2021. They had promised in several documents, again, starting in early 2021, to perform a type of analysis called the proportional reporting ratio on reports that are submitted to the VAR system, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, that it helps manage. But the agency said in June it did not perform them. It also said that performing them was outside the agency's purview. Mm. What? <laughs> So then confronted, confronted with the contradiction, Dr. John Sue, a CDC official, 
told the Epic Times in July that the agency started performing them in February 2021 and continues to do so to date. But then just weeks later, the CDC said Dr. Sue was wrong. Okay. A spokeswoman said CDC performed the PRRs from March 25th, 2022 through July 31st. So Walensky's new letter dated September 2nd, and it was sent to Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin, yeah, because they're trying to figure out exactly what has gone on here, shows that Walensky is aware that her agency gave false information. But the letter didn't explain why that happened. Follow I mean, the science. Trust the experts. Right. Don't question anything. Dude, you know, it was a few weeks ago when she was talking about we got to revamp the whole, you know, the whole thing, the whole CDC, the whole organization. Mm -hmm. We said at the time, no, the leader has to go. But again, she doesn't get fired. Why? It's not because of job performance. I got to believe it's because she's doing what the administration wants her to do. And if that means lying to the public, that's what it means. And again, there's more and more information coming out all the time about adverse effects to the vaccine. Doesn't, of course, happen to everybody. And you could say percentage-wise it might be small, but it's a lot more than they let on in the beginning. Definitely something to keep an eye on. It brings me to this question. I've noticed, and this is anecdotally, this is no study. um, But maybe in your own life you've noticed this too. You know, as you're going along your work day. Do you know people close to you? that may start to get sick and they're not going to test to see whether they have COVID or not. Oh yeah. Because it doesn't matter because they're still going to go to work regardless. Have you, have you talked to anybody in that boat? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. You have David. Oh, well I'll, I'll just say it. I am one of them. (laughs) I, I had COVID. uh, Mm -hmm. What was that? Like a month ago, something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, just the past few days, I started feeling under the weather. It doesn't feel anything like when I had COVID, but it's like, I'm not even going to waste a test on it because I feel fine. I feel, well, I feel well enough to, to come to work and everything. So whatever, who cares? Right. As far as anybody at work, yeah. I'll stay six feet away from them because that's yeah. the magic number, right? Well, that was just made up. We know that now, too, of course. We don't know if that, that was true or not. No, yeah. we don't know. But as close as close as I am to Robbins with past health yeah. issues, mm-hmm. if I started to get sick, do you want me to test? Uh, well, I mean, I guess that's up to you. I mean, I guess no, I, I, asking, I would prefer to know whether or not you had COVID or not. I suppose. Okay. And then if I had it, probably then I'd stay away. Well, yeah, well, I would think you would. Yeah, I would think you'd want to. Although I've had COVID and I've had three shots, so you know. Right, I understand. I'm just talking about the reality right now. Certainly not being politically correct and talking about, oh, the responsibility we should take. I just know people that probably had it that didn't even want to test for it because what difference does it make is sort of the the reasoning. Right. Well, then you're told you you give it to somebody who could get really sick because of you. See, that's the difference. Right. Yeah. If you're working with a bunch of people, say, under the age of 45, relatively healthy, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people like, yeah, I'm not around that many people. I'm yeah. going to work. But do you know the medical history of everyone? I mean, 
I'm just telling you the reality. I mean, I've gone not to work sick it. before, definitely. Yeah. But, but I don't know if I had COVID symptoms or not. I, of course, I had COVID during Christmas break, so it didn't matter. Right. But I mean, like in past years, if you had a little flu bug, you might still come in and work. I might. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people die from the flu, Scott. I know. I know, Jamie. Just saying. We all used to smoke half a pack of cigarettes during a three-hour yeah, shift, too, in the studio. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. I think by the time the millennial David Van Camp came up, there was no smoking in oh, the studio. No. No. I, I have never worked in a building where you could smoke inside. Some of us had open bar on Fridays while on the air in the studio. Man, I wish we had more time, but there's a <laughs> lot more topics <laughs> okay. that we got to cover here. <laughs> Uh, radical feminists. You know what they're not stopping doing? Speaking out against, well, transgender policies that hurt women's rights. Isn't that something? It's something, man, when you're talking about, and I think a lot of people think of the sports issue right away. And and a lot of times I will think about that as well. Um, But in this story, and I saw it at Daily Wire, they get down to prisons and yes. how crazy that situation is. That That's a serious security issue for women in lockup. Dude, and no one talks about it. Nope. You rarely hear this stuff. Um, you know, you hear about public restrooms, again, sports. Um, domestic violence shelters are definitely a concern. Yeah. But when you're talking about prisons, and there are lawsuits going on all over the place, because if you are a dude that is going to spend the rest of your life in prison, all of a sudden, you might start feeling like a woman. Yeah. Because what else do you have to lose? Well, they, That's sort of the whole point. Yeah, they also, they you know, in some places like in California, you remember New Jersey was, was in the spotlight for a while because of this issue. Um, but you, you don't, in California, you don't even have to do hormone therapy. You don't have no. to do anything. You could just say, no, I'm a chick now. And they'll say, okay, well, we got to move you over. And and they'll do it. Now, I think if a guy is willing to get the old tallywhacker removed and then goes into a women's prison, I'm more open-minded about that because, well, then you're not a physical or as much of a physical threat to the women in lockup anymore. Much tougher to get rapey. And that and also that does show a level of dedication. Yes, it does. If you're, if you're willing to get say goodbye to Mr. Johnson, then yeah. But if Mr. Johnson still exists, then well, no, then you're there. Then you're a dude. That's reality. You're staying in the dude's prison. Well, in the story, they talked to this lady that's a legal director for a group that's trying to protect the women in jail. Her name's Lauren Adams. She said so far there have been ten transfer requests from female to male facilities. In other words, women that identify as male, Uh, but none have been granted. Right. Because they can't just let people hang out there. They could get pregnant. There's a lot of things that right. could go haywire there. And so on the other hand, there have been around 350 requests by men to enter women's facilities. And depending on where you are, uh, that's okay. Yeah, you could do that. And this is crazy. So there are men who take advantage of this regardless of what their personal identity is, whether they sincerely believe themselves well, to be something or, or not. Yes. So this is, for a lot of them, this is their one chance to have sexual relationships with women ever for the rest of their entire lives. That's true. And, yes, they well, you hear it over and over again. How is this even possible? The Our society has lost sanity. Right. 
Like, dude that's been in prison says, you know what? I'm feeling like a woman now. I really think I, I've missed it, and I really want to identify that way. Uh, okay, we'll send you over to the women's prison. And dude goes all Shania Twain. <laughs> Man, yes. I feel like a woman. <laughs> you know, if, if you can't trust the sensibilities of a guy who's in prison for 30 years for gouging out the eyeballs of his ex-wife's new boyfriend... Uh, Who can you trust? Okay. Well, he did look at him sideways. That's true. Okay. Let's talk about the electric family. Yeah. There's a family taking a 500-mile road trip in their Ford Lightning electric truck. Okay. Uh, Well, they they document this. They're saying how great it is, all that stuff. So they have the truck. They got their kids, uh, three kids, uh, and they're going from Nebraska to Colorado. And they drove their F-150 Lightning while pulling an airstream camper uh well they got to uh they they got to the middle of nowhere and uh the charge was running a little bit low and they stopped and the charging station wasn't working so they had to call customer service try to get the charging station up and running they couldn't get it up and running so they thought okay there's a place to charge it 30 miles away so the husband tries to take the truck over there well it it runs out of juice oh no so he's stuck on the side of the road it is Ford F one fifty light. They had to get a tow truck. So you know, they said, "What? How much did uh, the the tow cost? Two hundred thirty five bucks, and uh, staying the night in a hotel cost another two hundred fifty dollars uh, before they could find a place to charge the truck." And I hear it's a Ford, so I think Chevy truck guys are really torn between making a joke about electric vehicles or making a joke <laughs> about Ford trucks. <laughs> Either way, it's going to work for you. You know, you say things like, they talk about this, we don't have the infrastructure. It's just three jamokes on the radio, but this doesn't take scientists to figure out, man. Wow. Okay. Nancy Pelosi, what a dumb thing she said yesterday. And wearing glasses, it makes you look dumber? Really? (laughs) All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's sad when you're begging for applause. Yeah, well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The house they need a light, man. They just need to be prompts there. They need to be prompt every time she goes up and talks. Uh, house Speaker Nancy Pelosi spoke at this ill-conceived White House celebration yesterday. They were bragging about economic progress on the same day. The Dow took a dump because inflation is running way too hot. So it... You could tell some of the people in the audience were really confused, and not just because the opening act was James freaking Taylor. That that came out of nowhere. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody deep down who's in attendance there knows that this is a charade. Oh, you have so, to. So you're, you're really not wanting to, like, clap too much. But anyway, here was her Jeb Bush moment. Mr. President, thank you for unifying and inspiring a vision of a stronger, fairer, safer future for all, for our children. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line. <laughs> well, you didn't deliver it. No. What a oh, hack. Oh, man. That, that's, that's scared applause right there. Like, they know her husband's liquored up in an old town car. And he's ready to do some plowing. All right? Yeah. Well, the last person she thanked like that was George Floyd for dying. Right.
you remember that. <laughs> Liquored up in an old town car. <laughs> oh, real quick, I mentioned this. Wearing glasses makes you look dumber. But not in the United States. Smaller countries that don't have as many people with glasses. So you're safe, fellas. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Do I get your attention better if I start yelling? <laughs> I'm just asking a question. It seems like Biden will go to that tactic now and again. Well, yeah, yeah whisper to a scream. I mean, that's that's him. Well, that, that's the thing. When you mix senility with like amphetamines, which is I'm I'm convinced that's what they that's the go juice that they give Joe Biden. Uh, it, it's hard to control your emotions. You know. I'm sorry, now I'm thinking about any ADD meds that I take into my senior yeah. years. What is that what it's going to be like? Oh, maybe. Because if so, i got to stop taking them. Yeah, well, the, the president had a ceremony at the uh, White House yesterday to brag about the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't reduce inflation. And it was the same day we got the numbers that show inflation is still running red hot. Uh, food prices have gone up at the fastest rate since the 1970s. But Joe, he said, we've done some great work. Okay. Yeah, I'm deadly earnest about this. Imagine being a mom or a dad. Look at your child. You know the needs of this and very to live to live. What? Well, hold on a second. What? All right. What? 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 I mean, to live. It's a stutter, Scott. It's not a stutter. That's a mangle. <laughs> you know the needs of this and very to live to live. What? what? David, help. What, what is he trying to say? I, I've got that running through the Josetta Stone, and I think I'm almost, it's like 75% complete. If I can just hear it, maybe back it up a little bit more. And, okay. And I think I can have the translation here in a second. Okay. Look at your child. You know the needs of this and very to live to live. Okay. What he's trying to say is imagine looking at your child knowing they need insulin to live. Okay. Wow, that's really good. You God. are bilingual, but he, but he says insulin to vary to live, but it, but okay. Now with that in mind, we can hear it again. All right, I get back to that again then. Look at your child. You know the needs of insulin vary to live to live. Yeah, yeah. And not having the money to pay for it. Not a joke. Think about it. Think about what you'd think about at the time. Think about what I think about. Think about how you'd feel. Hmm. <laughs> Think Thanks. about what I think about is yeah. the Night Ranger lyric. I was gonna say, well, no. <laughs> okay, I'm sticking up for the Ranger right now. I will not have it. To start from the start. It really, <laughs> that's Lover Boy. Lover Boy. I'm sorry. That really, that really does though sound like either an '80s hair ballad. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Or, or maybe some sort of like a top forty ballad. See, in my mind, I heard it as a country ballad. Well, think like, about. What you'd think about. <laughs> and I'm thinking about leaving you. <laughs> <laughs> well, poetry like that works in any format, really. It really does. Holy cow. Okay. Think about how you'd feel. Okay. I know, Joe. I know. He's yelling. So I guess if you just yell, that'll get the point across. Yeah. 
Okay, what does that have to do with the Inflation Reduction Act? Well, he he says, well, he, I guess he's talking about lowering prescription drug prices through Medicare, and yeah. what he wants to do is then cap the price of insulin as well. And he says, we're going to do that next. Okay. But, but again, you so, called this thing the Inflation Reduction Act, and it doesn't reduce inflation. And right now, if you're in a situation where you're really struggling to make ends meet and your kid has diabetes and needs insulin, you're in a world of hurt right now. Dude, what hurts people more than anything? The cost of basic goods. Yeah. That's across the board. And you look at this story. The cost of eating at home is now at its highest level in 43 years. Wow, that is... Wow. Like the the highest 12-month increase because it's all grocery categories. Yeah. Wow. And so, you know, when I saw the cereal category, Scott, I thought of you first Mm -hmm. because you love yourself some cereal. I'm a cereal guy. I like cereal, yeah. Uh, cereals uh, up 16.4% in a year's time. Well. Yeah, it, it just goes on and, and on. And the boxes get smaller, too. Yeah, dairy-related products over 16%. Not surprising. Fruits and vegetables up, but not nearly as much as the rest. Nah. That's uh, 9.4%. Yeah. Wow. And then when you get down to energy, like fuel oil up 68.8%. Gasoline all types up 25.6%. Just energy in in general. Yeah. Wow, man. That's crazy. Um, meanwhile, good news, we have secured the border. <laughs> well, okay, if you didn't know it, it it's secure. Secured for whom? For it's, the people that want to come in. Right. I mean, it's, it's a very secure border if you're a human trafficker. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can just kind of drop people off on the other side of any barrier or whatever. So we, well, the cartels are making gobs of money. Oh, absolutely they are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Biden administration has been a huge boon for people who uh, rape and pillage for a living. Yes. That's absolutely. They're, they're doing great right now. Everybody else is struggling. We got this historic crisis on our southern border. The White House says the border is tight as a drum, though. And in fact, now they're saying they're actually doing more than the Trump administration did. Get this. So here's Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Uh, we're going to pick this clip up kind of midstream. Uh, she's saying the Trump administration didn't do anything. Okay, roll it. Which largely just tried to build a wall, an ineffective wall, uh, along the border and couldn't even finish that in four years. Uh, we're certainly uh, doing a lot more to secure oh, the border and could... You stopped it! Right. Well, and, and, and every time that any sort of wall construction was happening, these idiot liberals took them to court over it. What about the endangered butterflies or whatever? <laughs> I don't remember the endangered butterflies, oh, the but I remember people pitching a fit. The endangered butterfly lobby is huge. Yeah, it is. Okay, go ahead. Secure the border and could be doing even more if Republicans would stop their obstruction. Obstruction of what? Right. What is she talking about? It's just flat out lying to people. Yeah. If Joe Biden today came out and said, hey, we are going to fund the wall, we're going to finish a border wall, Republicans would not try to stop that. Of course not. If he said, no. hey, we're going to get really tough on the border, 
Uh, no. That, what they fall back on is that Republicans opposed a, a plan that would hire what they said were more border agents, which they were not. They were more people to rubber stamp asylum claims, which only makes the whole crisis worse because if somebody comes in, it had been, if somebody's coming in and making an asylum claim, they have to make their case in front of a judge. Well, there's this huge backlog as a result of that because there are only so many judges. And so what DHS did was they're sending bureaucrats down to the border to basically just say, okay, yeah, you made your claim, go on your way, and we'll see you in 90 days or however long it's going to be. Here's your phone. Uh, keep in touch, please. Um, and the Biden administration wanted to fund more of those bureaucrats. And so they come out and lie saying Republicans were against sending more employees okay. down to the border. That is completely uh, a, a lie. Now, it is so infuriating to me to know how many young journalists that are out there. Okay. And one of the big stories, what it should be, is certainly when you're talking about women, women's rights, standing up for women, what so many women have had to go, go through trying to get into the country. Oh, yeah. What happens with the cartels? Oh, dude. It, it's freaking brutal. It's almost unspeakable. Yeah. Um, there was a... And there should be a light being shown on all the abuses, because I got to believe if everybody in the country knew what was going on, they would be up in arms saying, that's got to stop. You have to stop the cartels from treating human beings like this. They won't freaking do it. Yeah. Uh, Daily Wire, somebody who's working with them uh, covering the border, interviewed a woman from Venezuela coming in with her two kids crossing Ugh. the Rio Grande. And she says that she and her daughter were uh, raped by Mexican police. Right, coming up through. Like, coming up through, and then, Mexico. so, like, hey, we're going to guarantee you safe passage if you do this for us. And, well, that's rape. Yes. And this is what the Biden administration is promoting by not getting tough on the border. The most yeah. loving thing you can do is to tell people, don't make that trip, because as soon as you get here, we're sending you back. That's the most loving thing you could do. Yes, and that doesn't even mention what happens with the cartels. Okay. Moving on. All right. You know, for a while there, we were hearing about quiet quitting. Yes. It's a big thing. And then there was quiet firing. Yes. For people, okay, you want to just kind of check out at work, you're going to get fired. Now there's, well, overemployed. What's that mean? Got a couple of jobs. Oh. Get two sort of gigs going on, but neither employer knows about the other one. Oh, I see. Well, if you can keep that straight, what's the problem? Yeah. Hmm. Just I guess there's even a website called overemployed.com, and it helps people do it, like keep everything straight. Well, I guess you'd work one shift one place and one shift another place, correct? Yeah, and depending on what jobs you're talking about, it's just you have to get things done by a certain timeline. So as long as you can manage that, fine. But for some people, they're talking about benefit is two full-time paychecks. Okay. It's like a congressional pension. <laughs> <laughs> Become right. a lobbyist afterwards and still get your other pension. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that happens where, you know, people can do that. I mean, uh, you know, plenty of people that took a retirement from somewhere where they just wanted the people out. You didn't want to see them long term, you know, take this early retirement and a payout. And then you're still getting money from that while you take on another job. One of my best friends is doing that. 
Yes, I think... Totally above board, by the way. He's not doing anything illegal. No. And I think overall you're happy for him. But I notice you make comments about it nearly weekly. I bought him a new wheelbarrow to pull all his money in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Biden's attack on MAGA Republican... All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Remember when the president said, "Mayor Republican threat to democracy? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Apparently that did not go over well even with Democrats. New poll out. Said 62% agreed that the White House's attacks on the MAGA Republicans increases division in the country. Well, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but when you have 73% of Democrats agreeing that the remarks further divided the country, are you surprised? 73% of Democrats? Yeah, a little bit. Wow. That's more than independents. Yeah. More than Republicans. And you wonder why that is. Is it the Republicans polled or thinking, well, we're already divided? Right. I mean, he's basically said that before. It's not, you know kind of already know that right not quite sure why people answered the way they did Mm -hmm. but i thought that was pretty interesting does it give you any hope no because no it's not going to change voting habits at all at least not not with the true blue democrats they're not you know it's one of the reasons why as 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 much as you know you, you look at a guy like bill maher uh, liberal talk show host, you know, far left, who yep. in the last couple of years has really started to turn against the left more than, I guess, in a way that's kind of surprising to to many. Um, going after for the gender ideology stuff, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of things that that he's been taking liberals to task for COVID, but yeah, but to me. Uh, I don't really give him any credit because he's not going to suddenly say, you know what, we need to this time around vote Republican. He's never going to say that. That's true. So I, I don't care. He's he's just, he's, you know, peeing into the wind, essentially. Okay. I think it's a little bit different because I think of it this way, and maybe it's because I'm maybe too hopeful, I guess. More than anything else, what I hear from a lot of different people, and this is not just people that would vote Republican. Because we all have friends that vote Democrat. A lot of times when you have friends like that, you just don't talk about politics. You talk about the things that you know brought you together as friends to begin with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those relationships don't survive. But that being said, common sense is what I hear so often. Like, man, we just need some common sense. Just, And I think that's where Bill Maher's been. Now, I don't agree with Bill Maher on a lot of different policy issues, but when he did talk about COVID and the trans issues, he's just using common sense. And so certainly with independence, you know, like, man, we just need some common sense with our politicians. And there are plenty of Democrats that are not far left Twitter trolls that just vote that way for whatever reason. That could be because of union, could be you know, a lot of different things, but are not down with the whole democratic movement where it's gone so far left. So I guess that's where it gives me hope when that amount of voting Democrats say, yeah, that that further divided the country like that wasn't necessary. So I think that's a good thing.
did see this poll, too. Different one. Most Americans don't want Trump or Biden to run in 2024. Yeah, that's not surprising to me. Not me either. I, I totally get that. Okay. But when it comes to Republicans, 59% support Trump. Second in line is DeSantis at 17%. Yeah. Does that surprise you? No. No, because Trump still has the national platform. Ron DeSantis, I mean, people who consume conservative media certainly know who he is, but that's not a majority of people who would generally even vote for a conservative candidate. Yeah, that's true. Well, and if Trump did not run, then most people do support DeSantis by a large margin. Well, you could put dead dog in there. (laughs) <laughs> probably well, pull pretty well no i mean I, I i think if 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 you're talking about nominating mitt romney i'm not voting yes i'm writing in david van camp there you go no don't the, do the, that either baton to the back of the head guy <laughs> when they asked the voters by the way they, why do you not want another trump white house run 36 percent said it's because he's too erratic Thirty-three percent said it. It would be because he would divide the country, and then it was like thirty-one said, "Well, January 6th. Mm-hmm. So that would tell me that that's Democrats. You know, as far as Biden, is just too old for the job. Yeah, more than anything else for the you know people that wanted to vote for him before. You know, I mean, Claire McCaskill disagrees. Well, and other people. Every time you see him speak, right. you think that guy could be the president? You would hope not. <laughs> no, they don't have him. Yeah, I know. This is the I Markley know. Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David. Uh, the fallout from uh, the ill-conceived Inflation Reduction Act celebration at the White House has been something to, to witness. I mean, even CNN, when they've mentioned it, has said, "Oh boy, that's kind of a bad look." When the Dow is completely taking a dump. Mm-hmm. And, you know, inflation is running red hot in this country. That's not very good. Um, also, uh, the White House is responding by saying, hey, you got to remember uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. Historic. Okay. It was historic. That's all they have. I would love to see this crew, <laughs> like, with an NFL team, any professional team that gets smoked and talk about how they right. truly won. <laughs> it's crazy to me. All right. News update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We have a piece of audio that I cannot wait to get to. Yeah. yeah Very pretty excited. Good. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's a gift. I haven't even heard it yet. Before we get there. <laughs> well, it's from one of our all-time favorite. You, like, shook the audio. Oh, that sounds like a good game. <laughs> Before we get there, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act event yesterday, were to understand, was to celebrate a win for America. Uh, Not so much that inflation's coming down. Is that what I'm to understand? Yeah, so you got uh, the White House get-together yesterday to celebrate the one-month anniversary of the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act, which won't reduce inflation. And while Joe Biden was speaking about how great the economy was, the stock market was crashing because inflation is out of control. There is an actual food crisis ongoing in this country, and the Biden administration the Biden administration is saying their green weenie bill is a win for America. So this morning, 
White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the unfortunate split screen, right, where you have Joe Biden talking about how great things are going while the Dow is taking a dump. Okay. Is the president at all remiss about the split screen moment that he had on the South Lawn? Let's not forget the the moment that we saw on the South Lawn, uh, the the president and thousands of people uh, was a celebration for the American people, was a win for the American people. When you think about uh, how long uh, elected members, Democrats in particular, and Congress have been fighting for decades uh, uh, against special interest group, in particular farmer, to bring costs down. Oh, my oh, God. Here we go again. <laughs> we pivot to drug costs all the time. BS <laughs> oh, from these people. <laughs> uh, from Medicare, that's what you saw uh, yesterday. That's what you saw in this fight, a lowering cost for Medicare, lowering cost for health care, lowering cost on energy co- uh, on energy itself. As it relates to the stock market, uh, is it, it's, it's one measure you of how the economy it. is doing, and we are watching this closely. The Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> it wasn't Lower Drug Prices Act. I go back to what David said earlier today, and that is the person who puts these things together. They have an official title, correct, David? Oh, yeah. I mean, you the have events an event coordinator like or whatever. planner or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who was this person who scheduled it on this day, knowing full well, or should have known full well, that the news was not going to be good? So, Well, it's it's somebody who just doesn't care. Who, I, I maybe mean, you're right. Maybe they, maybe they just don't care. There right. is cluelessness at play here, obviously. I mean, everybody that... Uh, I'll just say this. Nobody who is working around the president of the United States right now would be there if they didn't have connections due to money or family. Right? None of them. None, none of them, you know, a lot of them went to Ivy League schools. A lot of them went to prestigious universities and prep schools and all that. And that's because mommy and daddy paid for them to go. And they're Obama leftovers. Right. It's, it's the backbenchers even from the mm-hmm. Obama administration. So I suppose you could make the argument. Well, you had economists saying we're totally shocked by the numbers we got yesterday when it comes to inflation. So maybe the event coordinator was assured that the numbers were going to be great and that could be celebration. I tend to agree with the take, David, that they just don't care. Yeah. Because mail-in voting is upon us. Oh, yeah. So let's celebrate and tell everyone because we know media will back us up. Yeah. Talk about how great everything is. Even though they know food prices are going to go up, there's going to be food scarcity this fall. Just wait for that. But start those mail-in votes now. Well, that's even more devious than I gave credit for. Yeah. No, I, I was thinking it yeah. doesn't matter. That That's what they're doing right now. There's probably going to be other events we just don't know about yet that will be scheduled to talk about how great they are. And they'll just gaslight people. It's what they do. Wow. Um, you know, it's interesting too, with a lot of the green stuff that's involved in the inflation reduction act, which causes prices to go through the roof. There was this whole story about Toyota and this was CNBC because when you think of, you know, green vehicles, what do you think of Scott? Do you think of the Prius ever? Yeah. That's not really green. I I thought they were like the first one to land on the green moon. Well, yes. I mean, they led the way with that hybrid. But a lot of green people now say, well, it's not even green because it's still using gas. It needs to be all electric, not a hybrid. Okay. Okay. 
And so in the story, it talks about how Toyota is not all in on electric vehicles. And they've fallen out of favor with a lot of the people in the green movement. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Garcia, who is the director of the Sierra Club's Clean Transportation for All campaign, said the fact is a hybrid today is not green technology. Okay. The Prius hybrid runs on a pollution-emitting combustion engine found in any gas-powered car. Greenpeace last week ranked Toyota at the bottom of a study of 10 automakers' decarbonization efforts. See, those are your you people, like Jamie. Your Greenpeace people. I haven't been with my Greenpeace people for 26 years now. No. Okay. You know, wait a second. <laughs> Darn near 30 years. Yeah. Okay. Now, that Greenpeace Act... Okay, maybe I thought it was a good thing when I was like 23 years old. The ladies responded, Oh, you care about the whales? I sure do. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You come over and see pictures of whales? <laughs> hey, man, you want to get into this right now? I don't think we have time. Yeah. No. No, anyway, th so the whole thing with Toyota is this. I just cut to the chase. They're saying, no, we're not in on all electric vehicles because think about what it takes to put together all electric vehicles. Yeah. Not only will the infrastructure not be there in so many places in the world, um, what about hydrogen fuel cell-powered vehicles yeah. that will operate much like battery electric ones but are powered by electricity generated from hydrogen and oxygen? People that know their stuff, they talk about this technology that is way better for the environment than an electric car. Well, and more convenient for the consumer once it yes. actually gets to a point where uh, that's, a, that's a viable option in the market. The electric vehicle thing is really, honestly, it, the full electric vehicle thing is something that really just appeals to wealthy liberals who want to impress their friends. That, that's to it. a large degree. It's not a feasible option, and it's hilarious that people who say they care about pollution and whatnot are dunking on the Prius right now because between the construction of a Prius or the construction of, sorry, Elon, a Tesla, the Prius is actually the greener option. You know, dude, you think about it this way. I just got caught up in my mind when you were comparing this. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, and this almost predates you, David, when you would buy movies for home. At first, it was beta and it was VHS. And then it was LaserDisc, which were like the size of an album. Yeah. And people started investing. This is the future. And then there were just DVDs. Yeah. There's always something else is coming down the road. Sure. And it seems to me Toyota can see it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's not going all electric. That's not the answer. Yeah. But there's so many people caught in up in it right now that that's where they're at. All right, we got to get to the audio. I'll just let you set it up, David, because okay. I don't even know what we're hearing. So uh, Representative Hank Johnson, Democrat yes. out, of, out of Georgia, oh, he's yeah. a show favorite. If you've listened for any amount of time, you know that we really love some of Hank Johnson's greatest hits because he is an absolute moron. Mm -hmm. And uh, so today, before we get to some of his greatest hits, because I know you've got those queued up, knowing that Hank Johnson was on the way. Uh, so he's talking about January 6th and the school board... Uh, thing. The school board protests apparently were like the Capitol riot. What? Remember when parents were showing up at school board meetings because they didn't like the trans activism, they didn't like critical race theory, and most of what was driving it 
was they didn't like having their tax dollars going towards schools that were shut down because right. of the coronavirus. That's what it was about. But according to Hank Johnson, one of the dumbest men in America, <laughs> school board protests were basically like January 6th. Oh okay, gosh. let's enjoy together. Here we go. And people on the local level uh, at affected school board meetings, they won't forget the MAGA uh, Republicans descending on their school board meetings uh, after January 6th like January 6th, disrupting meetings. It was a co coordinated uh, attack happening across the country. Americans won't forget about it. Uh, so everyone talked to each other, school districts, whether it was Pennsylvania, Illinois, Utah, Virginia. There was a network of these people saying, go and disrupt. It wasn't because they cared about their kids at all. No. Okay, Hank. School board uh, members, teachers, administrators subjected to violence, threats of violence, harassment, intimidation. Uh, and in response to that, violence. the National School Boards Association sent a letter to the Biden administration seeking federal help. Things had gotten so far out of hand. <laughs> wow. There's more left. Oh, my gosh. They're out of business now, by the way, but go ahead, yeah. Hank. And by the way, there's not one scintilla of evidence, either direct or indirect, that there was any coordination between the Biden administration and the National School Boards Association. What? There, yes, there, there is. There, there was literally coordination. Yes. That, that they coordinated it. That they've, they don't even deny that in the White House or the Justice Department. Wow. You know, man, <laughs> there's so many things that come into my head when we play a clip from Hank Johnson. Yeah. Saying some people in this country just don't have a chance to get ahead. That guy <laughs> is a congressman. And yeah. has been for a while. Yeah. Are you friggin' kidding me? Yeah. Hank Johnson. Yes. Well, I know one thing. We can't have too many people travel to the East Coast all at one time, right? Because it might tip the United States, right? Yeah, this is a guy who was legitimately concerned that if you put too many military <laughs> installations on Guam, the island would capsize. Yes. So you get too many people on the East Coast. California will lift up. Yeah. You got to watch yes, it, man. Yes, indeed. Roll it. Yeah. My my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize uh, we don't anticipate that <laughs> very decorated military guy I gotta answer a question but what we From don't this anticipate idiot? that <laughs> well we don't anticipate the island tipping over okay um, you know what we got coming up, right? What? What we got to have. Do you want Hank talking about little people? <laughs> of course I <laughs> yeah, do. Okay, yeah. then we're going to have to get that all teed up. <laughs> I, yes. Listen, man, for you people who have not heard this, you've got to hang in there. For you, those of you who have, I don't need to say anything. You're already hanging through there. It's a person in Congress that continually gets elected. <laughs> over and over again. And if you've never heard the bit on the little people, <laughs> it is worth the price of vision. <laughs> we'll get to that at a news update next. Yep. 
The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Coordinated uh, attack happening across the country. Americans won't forget about it. What is he talking about, Hank Johnson there, Congressman? Um, uh, parents going to school board meetings. Yeah, apparently that was a coordinated MAGA Republican threat, not unlike the Capitol riot, which Democrats say is similar to 9-11. So you, I mean, seriously, when you when you really follow the breadcrumbs that they're laying out, if you were mad at your school district for keeping kids out of school or trying to change their gender, change mm-hmm. your kid's gender behind your back, basically, you did 9-11. Yes. Okay. And we'll send the FBI after you. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yes. Then you know what's going to happen then? Crush the midgets. <laughs> there, see? See? Okay, that might have been out of context. You're like, hey, wait a second. What's this crush the midgets thing? Oh, what's that is, all about? This is, this is the stairway to Hank, heaven. Hank Johnson, a few From years Hank. ago, one of the dumbest members of Congress, and boy, that's really saying something, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, years ago, was talking, I guess it was about organized labor. It was like yep. about union labor uh, taking on big uh, corporations and whatnot. And he talked about a theoretical cage match between a few dozen midgets and, and a, a giant. giant. <laughs> yes. Well, if you just have everybody stand on each other's shoulders yeah. when you're the little people, you, then you can look eye to eye. I think he actually says that. Okay, let's enjoy this together again. What happens when you put in a cage fight <laughs> a giant in with a midget? You got midgets against giants the midget will not win the fight i'm going to tell you that wise guy there put 30 midgets in with the uh (laughs) with the giant that's where you put uh Uh the midgets together yeah the giants take real good care of the midgets do what the giants want them to do now they're going to crush the midgets (laughs) midgets Get a chance to speak with one voice, and the midgets then have a chance collectively to speak eye to eye with the midget. <laughs> it is. He. It feels like he owns it at that one part yeah. where he's proud of it. Collectively, yeah. like you get it. <laughs> and the midgets then have a chance collectively. <laughs> collectively, freaking right they do. Man. Representative Johnson, what what would you say is the minimum number of midgets required to, to take on the giant? Because <laughs> it didn't sound like he, he was, like thirty was the number. According to well, that's OSHA. Yes. that's OSHA regulations. Was that two and a half dozen. Right there. You can only have thirty at a time. I'm yeah. sorry, but you cannot engage in this cage match with the giant because there are only twenty nine midgets here. I remember it was like a couple days later he had to apologize because midget yes, is did. not a politically correct word, and then he he comes out and he apologizes, but then says something like, "And I should not have called them midgets. Midgets prefer to be called little people." <laughs> There's a whole lot of there's advocacy groups. They got a website, actually. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> now we're gonna throw a party for them and have balloons. Well, wait a second. Remember the threat against balloons with oh, Hank? Yeah. Oh yeah. Imagine, Mr. Speaker, a world without balloons. <laughs> How can we make sure that 
the injustice of there being no helium for comedians. <laughs> Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David, do you have a news update here? Uh, yeah, so uh, Stacey Abrams, the lady who is running for technically uh, re-election, I guess, and yeah, re-election. governor of Georgia, That's she, right. she lost in 2018 and did not no, concede. She, uh, she said that it was that the race was stolen by the incumbent and her current opponent, Brian Kemp, the Republican. That's not a big lie, though. That's uh, true. No, that that apparently is absolutely true. Nah, that's right. Yeah, and absolutely not a threat to democracy. No, not no, whatsoever. no. Okay. Stacey Abrams denying that that you know she lost an election fairly uh, is is not on par with nine eleven. Uh, apparently, um, anyway, uh, she was on the View today because, of course, she was, and she was mm-hmm. asked about the not conceding. I, I think it was framed by one of the hosts as. Not conceding in a traditional manner. <laughs> anyway, uh, here is uh, Stacey Abrams talking about this. I have never denied that I lost. I don't live in the governor's mansion. I would have noticed. Uh, I, and there is this clip that's going around, and it shows me saying that we won. And what I was referring to was that we won in terms of communities that were long left out of the electoral process, finally participated in 18 at outstanding numbers. But I'm not delusional, just so that's clear. (laughs) No, it's not clear. Except it's not just that one clip. I mean, here's a quick little montage here of the work of Stacey Abrams after the 2018 election. I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. You refuse to concede and say that you lost. Do you stand by that decision today? Absolutely. The election was not fair. The process was not fair. Was the election in Georgia statewide a free and fair election? It was not a free and fair election. Right. Talking about Mm. voter suppression at a time when more African Americans turned out to vote than ever before. Hmm. Remember, during the primary earlier this year, there was another record turnout for a primary election. And she still said, that's not evidence that there is no voter suppression. <laughs> right. It, you can't have record turnout and then say that, well, it would have been an even bigger record. It doesn't work that way. Wow, man. I mean, I, sometimes I just think about her entire body of work. What has she done? Outside of write some, you know, softcore porn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Novels. Uh, oh, I don't think it's softcore, Scott, by the way. It's pretty racy. I thought it was like candlelight and drawing the bath and all that. Okay, and are we going to define exactly what these terms are? Because it's candlelight. <laughs> well, and... I did. I, yeah, I yeah. thought it was more from a romance standpoint, David, but mm. maybe I'm wrong. I haven't read them like you, but, you right. know, I just. Well, did I, you read part of one, David? Yeah, well, on I, the air. I, I, read the, I read the one yeah. that was. Uh, uh, narrated the audiobook was narrated by hillary clinton 
Which again, I'm glad I've got my uh, I've got a son and a daughter because everything below the belt buckle is just for show now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Purely utilitarian. That's right. Well, it's all the stuff with the, hey kid, take your mask off for the picture. Yeah, I'm gonna get my picture taken. I don't want the mask on me. Blah blah blah. It's like one thing after another with her. It's a joke. And now, well, I just meant we won in this sense. Yeah. Okay. I suppose if you're on her side, there's nothing she's going to say now that's going to deter you from being on her side. But to everybody else, she's pretty much a joke. So thank you for that. Speaking of jokes, Queen Jean-Pierre. Yeah. And she just proves every day how bad she is at her job. Yeah. Um, and what's the clip we're going to hear well, here? So uh, Joe Biden, he had this ceremony at the White House yesterday celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't reduce inflation. And it just so happens that on the same day, we got the report that uh, confirms what we all know, at least if you've gone grocery shopping in the last month, that prices are not going down. They're going up. And there's a legitimate yes. crisis on that front. Uh, you know, the, we have a food crisis in this country. And uh, the White House decided to throw a celebration on the South Lawn featuring James Taylor, of all people. Uh, now, a reporter Nothing gets me pumped up for a party like some JT. <laughs> right. A reporter <laughs> asked the uh, White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, if there was some dissonance between the celebration and what's really happening. Hmm. I think if we look at the, the picture more broadly about what this means, because we have to remember the Inflation Reduction Act is historic. Uh, if you think about how... Um, oh, Robin, well, I mean, how it. can I forget? You tell me every single time how historic it is. Everything on the planet right now is historic. Everything. Everything is historic. Don't believe me? The Queen Elizabeth, historic moment. As she passes her weight. You know, it's not historic. What's historic about it? It's been done before. I would say the passing of Queen Elizabeth, if I'm going to rank historic, is yeah. probably more historic than well, the inflation Well, it may very well be, act. but every, when everything's historic, nothing is historic. <laughs> historic cabinet member choices. This is historic. Well, what a moment this is. I tend to think of it this way. I'm tired of the word. I'm just tired, tired, tired of it. It is all this nonsense that doesn't make any sense. Well, it's supposed it's, to oh, wow me, right? Oh, it's historic. I got to like, like it. Ooh. It doesn't matter how good you are at your job. It doesn't matter that the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't reduce inflation. It doesn't matter that a vaccine mandate doesn't stop you from getting or passing on the virus. It's historic. Right, Who right. cares? It's just, oh, yeah. it's every, because everything is. Oh, right. It I mean, checks a box. Was 9-11 historic? Yes. 9-11 historic. <laughs> the rec Recovery Act or whatever the hell they call it. No, it's not. Yeah. Nothing. Well, what's historic about this? I don't get it. Well, it's a historic uh, set of self-dealing principles. That's why they're all really excited about it, because they're all Absolutely. making a lot of money off of the uh, Green Revolution stuff. Well, yeah, it's yes, historic because eggs are 80% more than they were right. six months ago. If that's what you're talking about, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Pierre <laughs> Mellencamp, or whatever the hell your, your name is. I've got great news, Scott. Yeah. We're just under a third of the way through Good the clip. Good Lord. Okay. There's All right. more. Here we go. How, um, 
elected like the president and Democrats on Congress, other Democrats for, for decades, have been trying to fight big pharma, have uh, taking that to head for the last, last few decades to make sure that Medicare, that our seniors are able to, um, to, uh, to not pay thousands of dollars a month. And that is a huge, huge historic, uh, historic Bing. win for the American people. Back to the talking points. Again, it's just that, I mean, verbiage and words and definitions have been thrown right out the window. Yeah. Nothing means anything. Oh, right. Well, you know, a year ago when we were still trying to wrap our heads around the catastrophe that was the Afghanistan withdrawal, what were they saying? It was a historic airlift. Right. Largest airlift in yeah, human history. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe Biden had historic numbers who voted for him. It was historic. Yeah. 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. The raid on Mar-a-Lago. Historic. historic. <laughs> yes. Everything is freaking historic. Hey, David, when you get into the Durham report and what came out yesterday, switching yeah. gears here, from your news background, you're just good at... Uh, explaining the complex making it simple so the fbi had a suspected russian operative actually working for them yeah so it, to lie yeah th this does get kind of deep in the weeds john durham you mentioned is the prosecutor who is now looking into uh the origins of the russia hoax against donald trump this idea yes. that there was russian collusion well, what he because has, all these people still have jobs, right? What he has turned up, what John Durham has turned out or turned up here, is that the Russian operative who was the key source for the dossier, the Golden Showers dossier that launched the investigation, funded uh, by Hillary Clinton, right, was actually on the payroll of the FBI and perhaps even <laughs> Moscow. So they 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 literally paid the fbi did they paid a russian government operative to make up allegations against a at the time united states uh presidential candidate and then eventually a president-elect and of course presidents of the united states i'd say that's historic that's pretty historic yeah that's historic i didn't notice the today show didn't cover that no no wow uh, when is the Durham report going to be finally done? Dur well, here's the thing about about Durham. Durham doesn't write reports. He doesn't. Okay. Do when reports. is the Durham investigation going to be done? When are we going to know about all question. this stuff? I have no idea. My goodness, man. I understand they take time, but how many presidents are we going to be through by the time this is all out, and the public knows about it, and by then it's not covered? It's frustrating. Yeah. But yes, you know, I heard. Oh, man. What's her name? She used to be with CBS News, a reporter. She's really good. Um, Cheryl Ackeson, mm -hmm. saying the other day, you know what? I used to be one of those people who would laugh when people talked about deep state. She's like, absolutely, it's real. Yeah. It's absolutely real. That's just another example of it. Um, I mentioned this earlier. We should get to this, especially for you, David, because you're five years away from 40. And this thing going uh, around online about 40 things you should do by the time you're 40 includes some of the worst advice I've ever seen. Really? Yes. Oh, well, I'm dying to hear this now. You know what? We should give this its proper due. In the next 10 minutes.
Okay. Okay, we'll get it done in the next 10 minutes. Um, also in that Pennsylvania race, John Fetterman, he mocked Dr. Oz for having all these homes. You know how many homes Fetterman has? We'll get to that as well. Coming straight ahead. Right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update: David Van Camp. Uh, so Joe Biden is in Detroit for the big auto show. Uh, they actually let him drive a car indoors at this oh thing. Boy. That's, I mean, <laughs> thankfully there were no casualties. Um, you know what? Somebody probably had that thing on remote control to make sure he didn't veer a little bit because that 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 guy can't even park a word. In the in the proper order in a sentence, <laughs> I, he can't park a car. He was. Uh, That's true. We're certain an alien. What? We've never fully lived up to. It. We've never before walked away from it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He tried. Mm-hmm. So they uh, there's one photo that's weird. So he's walking in with Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, and he's holding her hand. What? As as he's walking in, it's. Not trouble walking. No, like intimately, like they're going steady. Oh, I got hairy legs. It's very. That's what brought her in. He's just, he's so damn creepy. Yeah. You sniff her hair? Not that I know of. Maybe they got that out of the way early. I'm not sure. Probably. Come on, man. Of course he did. Looking forward to seeing more on that. Ugh. Because the memes are going to be out there, you know that. I got a story coming up in the three that was a a woman who has a huge amount of followers and got a chance to meet Joe Biden, and it's insane. Oh, yeah. Have you read this, David? Yeah, Yeah. she is crazy. She's crazy. It's fun, though. Oh, I can't wait for that. All right, we'll get to it. Oh, I mentioned this thing going around online. 40 things you should do by the time you're 40. Suggestions. I was thinking about David. Mm. Some bad advice in here. They, They break it down. Okay, into five categories. So it's random life events, living arrangements, traveling, career stuff, and then relationship stuff. So as an example, five of the relationship things. Fall in love. That was number one. Okay. Sure. Have a one-night stand. Well. Is that necessary? No. I mean, to be honest, I've I've never had a one-night stand. I, I don't. And I think it would be fairly inappropriate for me to pursue that now. (laughs) <laughs> that I've got a wife and two kids. two kids. Yeah, I don't think you're missing out, David. No, put it that way. Have your heart broken? Yeah, you think that's something everybody should go through? Sure, at least once. I don't. Why is that necessary? Well, you got to know what it's like to not have your heart broken. If, you got to know bad from good in relationships. Well, I think you can do that without having your heart broken. You know, I don't know. Somebody's heart's broken. Probably will be yours. <laughs> Right? I mean... Did you ever have your heart broken, well, David? Yeah, when I found out that the Houston Astros were dirty, rotten cheaters. I mean romantically. Oh, romantically? Uh, yeah, I... Nah. Wounded or heartbroken? Wounded, not heartbroken. I don't think I've yeah. ever There's been a difference. broken hearted. Yeah. There's a difference. Carry the torch till you date the next person. Yeah. yeah. Um, have a kid. I would say for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's infinitely harder after the age of 40 
to, you know, raise a, a child from scratch. Yeah, I would think that's probably <laughs> true. From scratch, yeah. they can go buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Career stuff, earn a degree. Well, that's not necessary for a lot of professions. Yes, reach management level. Ooh, I used to think that. Well, until I did, and then I hated it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not everybody wants to be in management. Yes. Then it says get fired. Everyone should get fired before you turn 40. Okay. This is loaded with bad advice. Yeah. I mean, it, there are times you could get fired yeah. and, that, and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things you really should do. Uh, I don't think That's, it lands in that category. This list was put together by people whose parents had a lot of money. Right. <laughs> uh, for traveling. Different things. Uh, go on a cruise. Cruise yeah. isn't for everybody. I have no yeah. interest in going in a going on a cruise. Um, visit other continents. See a Broadway show. I don't need to do Broadway that. Show. Yeah, I, no, no. Uh, living arrangements. Everyone should have an apartment in the middle of a city. No, not, not everyone wants to needs to do that or yeah. wants to do it. Right. right. Um, and then random life events. Everyone should own a pet. Well, no, not I think they should, should maybe own a pet before they have a kid. Learn how to take care of something. We never had a pet before, kid. Well, you did okay. Well, thanks. Um, win at least ten bucks on a lottery ticket. <laughs> no. <laughs> Try to be a vegetarian. Do you understand where I'm coming from? This, yeah, is, this is loaded crazy. with terrible yeah, yeah, yeah. advice. This is written by mm -hmm. trust fund kids. I guarantee you. <laughs> Attend a black tie event. No. No. If you want to, that's fine, but this oh, is something okay. you need to do. Yeah. Give me a break. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David, or at least the top two? Man, uh, I guess the top two. One would be... Uh, John Fetterman, apparently, the, this is the vegetable who's running for Senate in Pennsylvania. The guy had a massive stroke earlier this year. He has agreed to do a debate with Dr. Oz. This is, okay. this is hot off the presses. Of course it's going to happen. You know, let, let's give mail-in voting a couple of weeks to... Oh! Exactly. That's, yep. that's what it is. Wow. Okay. We'll get to that. Also, um, there was a controversial sex education post about kids that was removed from Instagram, and it should have been removed. I don't know if you've heard about this. We will get to that as well. And the Scott Robbins trifecta, all coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. All right, David. John Fetterman versus Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Yeah. John Fetterman is the giant vegetable who's uh, running for Senate against Dr. Oz. John Fetterman is one of these cosplayer socialist guys. He's one of the biggest posers in politics. He is. Oh, I agree with that. He thinks, yeah. you know, oh, I'm this blue collar guy. Uh, okay, he lived off of an allowance from his parents well into his 40s, and his kids go to a super expensive prep school. You're talking like 30 grand a year. He is not blue collar, okay? Now, he tries to mock Dr. Oz because Dr. Oz 
thanks to his work as not only a doctor, but uh, as a television host, uh, Dr. Oz has 10 homes. Well, here's one example of, of Fetterman making this a campaign issue uh, from a couple weeks ago on uh, MSNBC. And you own 10 homes and you are not unwilling to raise a minimum wage above $7.25 an hour. Um, I mean, we all know that Dr. Oz does live in New Jersey, but the simple is important too to recognize how can you understand a life of a Pennsylvania resident if you have nothing to, to be able to serve one that has no clue. Yep. I, I think he was going after. That's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently Fetterman owns eight properties, not 10, but it's eight. Now, I, I don't want to give you the wrong uh, impression here. They're not mansions or anything. I mean, I think the eight properties are valued at about $108,000. You're talking empty a lot lots. Of them are lots, though, right? Yeah, it's yeah. lots. But, yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got eight properties. And uh, Watchdog Group says, hey, you left those off of your disclosure form. You have to disclose uh, if they're worth more than $1,000. You, you have to re- report any property with a fair market value of over $1,000. or over $1,000. <laughs> And he didn't report him. Wow. Yeah. Well, this dude, I mean, take away the stroke, because that's obviously an issue. And yeah. when you hear him speak, everyone has the same thought, this guy can't do this job. Yeah. But outside of that, he really appears to be a total fraud. He is. Oh, dude, I mean, anytime he talks about racial justice, I mean, this is a guy who hunted down an innocent, unarmed black man because he thought he committed a crime. He grabbed a shotgun. He had a 20-gauge shotgun. He he thought he had heard shots fired, so he grabs his shotgun and finds a random black guy and points it at him and then calls the cops. Wow. That's that's one of the most racist things imaginable, to just pick a black guy out and you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to get you. I mean, dude, it was a national nightmare when a white lady called the cops on a black guy who was watching birds in Central Park. (laughs) Yes. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. She didn't have a shotgun on her. No. No. Uh, one other story real quick before we get to the trifecta. I saw this at Daily Wire. This was an Instagram post. And I couldn't even believe, honestly, it was on there. It was promoting sex education for young kids. And so there were all these reports saying, hey, this is inappropriate. you got to take this down. Okay. I don't know if you'd even heard of this group before. Um but what is it? The the um, oh, it's part of the story. The queer sex therapy Instagram account is posting. It's like a slide that is advocating adults to talk to kids about sexual pleasure. God, jeez, man. I mean, we go through these stories, and it usually we end at the same point. Stay away from the kids, you freaks. What's wrong with you? Well, a lot of these people won't, and it's there's nothing more to it than they're evil and they want to diddle your children. It's grooming. The image carousel featured stock photography of kids who all appear to be under the age of 10. And so one of these little slides says, Normalizing and destigmatizing the pursuit of pleasure, sexual and otherwise, can send a strong message to children. And I'll just turn this around. Look at how old that girl is that's standing there with, you know, like uh, giving a thumbs up. Like a first grader, second grader, yeah, maybe. looks like maybe six. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Six, seven. What in the world is that? Uh, it's, it's, 
normalizing uh, and yeah. destigmatizing the pursuit of pleasure. Contrary to what folks assume, teaching youth that sex feels good does not cause more young people to have sex. <laughs> what? So you have this nonprofit called Freedom Forever that's trying to protect kids from trafficking and exploitation. The founder's name is Landon Starbuck. She said it was extremely concerning. Said we have to have actions against stuff like this to protect kids and ensure this depraved behavior never becomes normalized. So the Queer Sex Therapy Instagram account managed by the Expansive Group. They describe themselves as a team of queer therapists, coaches, mentors, and sex educators that broaden insight around gender, sexuality, and relationships. And the author of the post described herself as a queer educator. Okay. And then they they first shut off the comments to the post because they said, well, uh, we were getting violent threats against our team. What? Every, you know, they do this all the time. So you get failed, you, you get hit with adversity, and people are angry, and people are saying things. Yeah. But it's a violent, we feel threatened, we don't feel safe, we don't, you know. You put it out there, man. What do you think's going to come? Right. What with do you think's, right, do think's going to happen here? We stand behind our belief that there are developmentally attuned ways to talk about pleasure across the lifespan. Oh then the God. next day, the post was gone. Yeah. And yeah. And if anyone says, well, they were being shamed by people. Good. Well, they should be shamed by people. Absolutely. Cow, I'm not some puritanical nut job, but give me a break. Stay away, away from, from the, the kids. kids. Yeah. It's pretty freaking simple, you freaks. If you live your life, you don't abuse elderly people, you don't hurt kids or animals, then I'm, I'm, you can do whatever. I don't care. Those are my three things. All right. And I think is I that the first of the that. trifecta? That should be. Okay, here we yeah. go. Here okay. we go. Roll it. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Scott Robbins. Top three stories of the day. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. I'm ready. You're right. always number ready. three story today. Three. Uh, number three, Illinois is going to get real weird by January because of this new Safety Act goes into effect. Uh, Insanity. Yeah, it's statewide cashless bail, and because of a bunch of different hoops for law enforcement uh, agencies, it's basically a backdoor defund the police scam. Uh, well, Governor J.B. Pritzker says everyone who opposes the new Safety Act is a racist. That's right. That's right. There's this commercial running right now, and it's from a PAC group, and it's simply called The Scream. And what it is is a doorbell camera, one of those those cameras, yeah, the black and white things, mm-hmm. of a woman walking down the street. Three guys jump out of a car, throw her down. She's screaming. They take her purse, they punch her a couple of times, they get back in their car, and they drive off. Okay. And it said, this is what's going to happen here. If it isn't already happening, it's coming to you, suburbanites. Yes, and we've seen this before. It's not hard to predict. There's going to be more crime. So the idiot governor of Illinois said, it's a terrible commercial. They've chosen a particular crime in which there was a white woman who was the victim, and apparently black perpetrators. That's the ad they want people to see, particularly in the suburbs. Then he walked away, played the race card, smeared the messenger, and then ran away while the media stood there. 
Okay. This guy, this these guys that frame everything like this, it, it, no critical thinking at all. No. It just is. You're a racist. Okay, no. you're a racist. Bye. Got to go. It doesn't mean anything to people anymore. They're bored by it. Like, okay, I don't care what you say. This because is so frightening, though. For the overwhelming majority of people, if it was a black woman who was screaming and it was three white dudes that beat her up and took her purse, they would be equally outraged. Okay? The whole thought is, we can't put up with freaking crime anymore. No, we're done. It we're doesn't done. matter the race of people. I don't care. Crime has to stop. That's where people are at. You keep letting people out of jail. There's got to be law and order. There and has to be law and order. Well, this is racist. You're so weak and so lame. That's all you got. Yeah. Really, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Oh, I noticed that there was a white woman and the perpetrators were black. Therefore, well, it's racist. Well, it it wasn't a reenactment, you idiot. It was what actually happened. Most of the victims of crime that we've seen an uptick in cities is against black people. Yes. But that's the part that never gets brought up to the J.B. Pritzkers of the well, world. Well, and this clown's going to have no bail. I'd be the only state in the United States that does that. Uh, you know, get arrested. You, They book you. you got to come back on this date to stand trial. But okay. it's not about representing, and they leave. representing people in your state. It's about impressing the globalists. And it's also no fear of not being reelected. That's true, too. You pull bonehead stuff like this months before an election. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yes. Yeah, almost right, forgot. Okay. It's Scott Robbins, trifecta. I know, I know. Two. Uh, number two, the FBI nabbed the My Pillow guy at a drive-thru. Yeah, Mike Lindell. Uh, did you hear about this, by the way? Yeah. He, so he's at the he's at a Hardee's, right? Mm-hmm. And they walk up to him to say, open up the door of his car. And he says, who are you? And they said, well, we're the FBI and we're here to take your cell phone. We have a warrant for your cell phone. So Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, says, no, I mean, my whole company, I run five companies off my phone. I don't have a computer. My hearing aids run off this. Everything runs off my phone. If I don't give it to you, will you arrest me? At that point, they handed him the search warrant for his phone. Called his lawyer. lawyer says, yeah, you better give it up. So he did. Said the FBI wasn't given a chance at all to back up his phone either. So he has, well, it's gone. No, the FBI is not going to let you do that if they're seizing it for evidence of a crime right. or whatever. Then right. no, they're not going to let you back it up. They're not going to let you mess around with it. No word on whether he got his hot ham and cheese or not, though. <laughs> that is a rather odd place, isn't it? The drive-through of a Hardee's. Well, yes. Not only that, but the FBI is spending time and resources going after the My Pillow guy. Well, it's been the last couple okay. of nights. Tucker Carlson's talked about how many Trump supporters yeah. are being hassled by the FBI. Yeah. And why? Talking about a lady that wasn't even in D.C. for January 6th, but someone said she was. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Oh, it's, it. well, if you want me to get into the dark cellar of my brain. Yes, of course. The purge has started. Yeah. They're going to go after everybody because remember the whole thing has been well within 90 days of an election no law enforcement actions from the doj that would involve politics right well right. except now they are they're going after the freaking my pillow guy really yeah makes no sense okay scott Robinson. i'm not even sure why are they going after him do they think he 
some people think it's well, about orchestrated the January 6th there. voting yeah. machines. Okay. Right. That it has something to do with that, but we don't know that. That's, That's just insane, speculation. Man. That's yes. insane. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> but at Hardy's, the most sacred place in America. Huh. Scott Robbins trifecta, yeah. top three of the yes. day. One. Uh, one, uh, this crazy lady on Twitter, JoJo from Jers, is what she's, you know, just this nut job, far left liberal uh, who tweets such things as maybe someday women in America will have as many rights as guns do. Right. It's yeah, true. I do have to I do have to conceal my wife every time I walk into a liquor store. That's so, right. Uh, uh, anyway, she met the president yesterday. Yeah, she was given the opportunity to meet the president. And Mark, I should have asked you this ahead of time. And somebody tweeted to her, what did he smell like? And so she gave an answer. And if, I don't know if we have the acoustic or the nice piano music or anything to go with this, because her answer is really something as to what Joe Biden smelled like. You mean you want some sort of soundtrack yeah, music just, for Yeah, just a little what light, you light have? loving, you know, music. I know you well, usually have that handy, but... Well, I can bring it up anytime yeah, you well, want, Well, I'd bro. like to have a little bit in the background on this one. I think it adds to the story. So what does Joe Biden smell like, Joe? Here's her answer. He smelled like the warmest cup of cocoa on the perfect snowstorm night when the cable is out, the lights flicker, and your kids want you to play with them. After not wanting that forever. And the house is abuzz with excitement and connectedness and love and nostalgia. Joe Biden smelled like that. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Over under on the number of cats she owns. <laughs> Easy. I like cats. Seven. I'd, I'd say, yeah, right. that's... No, no, no. Actually, cats are too big of a commitment for a loser like that. Exactly. It's I like thought she the probably same thing. has a bunch of ferns. Now yes. she doesn't even strike me as a cat lady. I mean, I read that. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, ferns? Yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> New at the fragrance counter. It's Joe Biden. Here's what it smells like. And there you have it. A hot cup of cocoa during a snowstorm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We still have Nimrods in the news to get to. I feel like we just did it. I know. Yeah. Could have saved that one. <laughs> and another news update straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, here we go. Amtrak is canceling all long-distance trains starting tomorrow. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. Getting ahead of a uh, rail worker strike. Uh, now, the good news for our friends in the Northeast, Northeast Corridor trains not impacted. They're getting ready for the strike, man. Where's Edge Edge been, by the way? You know what? That's kind of his whole damn job, isn't it? Yes. If you're asking the question, I think I may know the answer. Okay. What's that? Well, I read that Edge Edge was keeping a close eye on California and is very interested in what they're doing with electric vehicles in the future and thinking about doing something nationally along the lines of California. I mean, look, no. 
Oh, my Meanwhile, gosh. There's this railroad strike that could happen, yeah. as we know. And yeah. if it does, yeah, the numbers were $2 billion, billion a day. Yes. More on that later. Oh, my gosh. We're almost out of time. We got Nimrods. Roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Wow. I'll make this quick, dude. This was uh, Bedford County, Pennsylvania. An argument over food turned into a fistfight that led one man to smash a cinder block over the other dude's head. He's going to be okay. Holy smokes. And there's your Nimrod in the News.